Well, there we go. Okay, we got it all set up. Welcome to the Van Man Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm the Van Man, and my guest today is Kevin Muirbrook. Kevin, how you doing, man? I'm so good, Sam. <laughs> Kevin and I have been, uh, we were roommates before I moved into the van yeah, for a long time. Yeah, you abandoned me. Yeah, it was worth it. That was actually um, an interesting experience, how that all went down. Yeah, that was a, it was very quick, too. Yeah, first, Braden and I were a little bit like, okay. <laughs> and then we figured it out. And then it turns out we still like each other. So. Yeah, I did not give you, I tried to give you a heads up, but. Well, we thought we were going to be living there longer, too, and then. We weren't. <laughs> yeah, my bad. But anyway, <laughs> today's topic, um, today we're going to be talking about healthy sex conversations. Um, and the reason I invited Kevin on for this um, is because being roommates with Kevin over years and years, he has taught me a ton, not only about sex and health and healthy sex, but also how to have conversations with people about sex. And Kevin was, for a long time, my go-to person for the stupid or super basic, simple questions about sex and making sure that I was being healthy and safe in sex. Kevin, do you have anything to add to that? Ah, shucks, Sam. Um, well, uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was uh, I think it was educational and helpful for us and it was also fun and interesting um just to be able to talk about those things because we especially grew up and live in a kind of an area in a place where a lot of those things just are like you shouldn't talk about that you shouldn't know about that yeah or just like sex outside of marriage in general being no bueno to most people it, it dampens your ability to be aware and be safe and just enjoy yourself too and yeah, and you know, it was very helpful for me through the years to have someone that I could ask those questions to because, you know, Kevin and I really have had maybe a few instances where we've uh I don't want to say bragged, but like told stories about actual sexual experiences. Oh yeah, we we shared our escapades with each other. Yeah, but most of the conversations, I would say like really 99% of our conversations have been about um, hey, what is this STD? How do you prevent these things? How yeah. do you get tested for these things? Um, and again, what are the things you should be talking about with with your potential partners yeah. before having sex with them? Right. Um, so yeah, what we're going to do in this podcast is we're going to go through um, kind of the basics, the rubric for a uh, healthy sex conversation, right? Um, and the, the topics we're going to hit are relationships, boundaries, desires, sexual health, and meaning. And we kind of, um, I guess a good way to put that is those are the pillars of having a healthy sex conversation before sex. Now, uh, disclaimers, because this is a really big topic <laughs> and there are, you know, there's a lot of ways to do this wrong and doing this wrong will not can, but will end up hurting you or someone else. Absolutely. Just physically, emotionally, um, there is a lot of safety involved and we want to make sure that we disclaim that we are not professionals. No, none. <laughs> we're not licensed sex therapists of any kind. I'm certified IT professional, and that's where it ends. Yeah, and I did sales for so, my career. So that's that's where our certifications land. Yeah, so this is coming from a place of experience, good and bad, um, not from a place of education, right? Um, also, uh, important to recognize in this that second disclaimer is that uh, we're going to be talking about the middle ground between consent and the act of sex, right? We're not going to be talking about actual like positions and sexual things you can do. Yeah. 
<laughs> Don't sound disappointed. We're going to have another episode where we just go into all the escapades. The escapades. Because that stuff is fun. Yeah. It's yeah, exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy great. With it, but, you know, yeah. Um, but we're also not going to be talking about the actual can- consent. Um, the reason why is we want to focus on the conversation that happens after you have already explicitly gotten a yes to have sex with someone. What are the other topics that you should talk about? And along with that, by talking about these things, it just confirms that you have consent, <laughs> right? Right. Because somebody's not going to go into you having a conversation about sex and the intent of you guys having sex unless there is explicit consent. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, consent isn't like, okay, they checked the box. I'm going to move on now. Like, like other aspects of what you're going to do in communicating with each other will confirm the consent uh, and things like that. And then you need to have a healthy relationship with the idea of sex in the first place, you know? Right. And things like that. Yeah. And, and I guess on that note, there is, you know, from my point of view, from my experience, there's always like an initial point of consent, but like you said, it's ongoing, right? Yeah. There's always this, Hey, we're going to be talking about these things. We're going to be checking in with each other throughout to make sure that we're still comfortable and we're still having a happy experience together, you know, because it is an intimate experience. Yeah. Um, oh, and as we talk about these things, uh, if I make references the, to the past, they'll be about men because I'm very gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. By the way. Good, good point. Good point. Yeah. Just yeah. so people don't suddenly get confused. We're like, when I'm like, yeah, so I was with this guy. Yeah, like, no, wait Kevin's a gay. <laughs> Kevin's super gay. Um, yeah, and... Gay people don't have sex really ever. No, so. <laughs> less, less than the straight people do. Really. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, <laughs> to clarify, uh, Kevin, do you want to clarify that? Uh, it, that I'm gay or... Or, that, or how or much that, sex gay people have. How much sex gay people have. Okay. Okay. So genuinely, it depends on the person. Whether you're straight, you're gay, you're bi, whatever, it's the same. It depends on the person. But, but uh, within the queer community, it is... It's just the fact that it's a lot easier to have sex with someone when you're gay than than you're when you're straight. It's it's just easier. That's just it. Yeah. So there is there's definitely a stereotype and again like you said not true among all people but right. The a lot of gay people do tend to have a lot more sexual experiences than others. Yeah. Um and that's you know the reason I say bring that up here and why I bring that up with Kevin is that's the reason why I was able to go to Kevin with all of these questions is because he had a lot more experience than I did when I started having sex. And so it was a safe space for me to ask him questions because he had, you know, learned all this stuff. Um, okay, third disclaimer, and then we'll get into like that, the, the yeah. topics. So third disclaimers, um, we've both made mistakes. Kevin yeah. and I are not perfect. We have had, uh, how did you put it? You said... Um, oh, how did I put it? Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> it was funny. I said, um, I've, bo- I've been both the mistake maker and the mistake maker. Mistakey, yeah. So, because I don't want to say like I've been a sexual like victim or things like that. Um, cause not, ne- things haven't necessarily happened that way, but like maybe someone's done something that I actually didn't like. And after leaving, it wasn't until then that like I was like, oh, maybe I could have been like, oh, I don't want to do this. But right. I wasn't an assault victim in an, in an instance like that. Not that you couldn't be, but but yeah. Yeah. And I think um, that's kind of, uh, for me at least, a driving factor for having this conversation. Because, again, this is a heavy topic. And this is a lot heavier than a lot of the other podcast episodes that I've put out so far. And the kind of driving point for this, for me, is that I've made mistakes and those mistakes leave me and that person feeling like absolute garbage because that wasn't my intent. 
and they felt like garbage, then I feel like garbage for making them feel like garbage. And hopefully by having this conversation, hitting on these topics, it can help other people um, you know, avoid those mistakes yeah, because it, those are those are harsh mistakes. No, exactly. Because it turns out you don't have to feel like garbage after you have sex. Yeah, it, it can actually be a really super awesome experience. Yeah, yeah it, it, it can actually, it should be a, a very positive experience both before, during, and after. Amen. Yeah. Um, okay, let's jump into the topics then. I think that's, yeah, let's do it. Uh, you know, pretty good disclaimer. Hopefully people understand, you know, the, the place that we're coming from. Um, okay, so again, we're going to go through relationships, boundaries, desires, sexual health and meaning so relationships relationships kevin what do you think on relationships why should i bring up relationships when talking to a partner well i i mean relationship because there's all sorts of kinds of relationships it's it's a whole it's a whole spectrum of stuff i guess because whether someone's in a committed relationship or they're in open relationships or they're just single and they sleep around whether frequently or infrequently um, I think you're obligated to share with the person if you have a already have another partner. Like if you have a romantic partner and you're talking about having sex with someone else, like I, I think they should know. And whether or yeah. not you're okay with that is is up to you. That's your own ethical decision, but that's something that's important. Absolutely. And I, I especially like that this one's first because it ties so well into sexual health and meaning the last points. Because if you're having sex with lots of other people, if you have other partners, there is a higher safety risk there than yeah. you would if this was your only partner. In addition, if you are sleeping around or if you have a steady partner that is, uh, you know, an open relationship or polyamorous, um, that that's going to have a slightly different meaning to you than it might for someone else who maybe doesn't have that lifestyle and yeah. you might be their only partner. And so relationships and talking about, you know, your boundaries, your, um, you know, the, the promises that you've made with other people is an important place to start. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, you have to establish expectations with someone because I mean, I've had times where I've been with someone and they like really liked me and wanted to like see me more, but like outside of the bedroom and stuff. And I'm like, you're great and all, but I'm not interested in your personality. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's, if, if that's the case, it's important to establish those expectations. Or if you're open to the idea that you might want to get to know them more on a personal level, eventually, like, I don't know. You, you, have, just, to... you have to be able to, allow yourself to deal with that if that comes up so it's not a shock or surprise it's going to ruin anything for you right yeah and i think um we kind of touched on this a little bit before when we we're you know thinking through these there's definitely an ethical piece to that as well yeah right if you um are in a relationship it is a responsibility to let your new partner know about that relationship that's not yeah. something that you should be hiding that should be uh well you should ethically be open about that yeah like cheating is cheating um and i've seen a lot from the gay side of things where there's a lot of married men like married to women who are looking to be with other guys and stuff like that and so there's this it gets to this complicated dilemma of like okay well i wouldn't cheat on my partner i don't want my partner to cheat on me um but they're coming to terms with their sexuality and they're in a marriage right. and so you i've always been on the side of like I I never I don't actually think I want to participate in a sexual experience with this person, but I sympathize with that, and it does actually make me sad that people will 
will come to terms with their sexuality once they're already married to someone they're not sexually attracted to. Um, but yeah, that's something that they should be aware of. And to my knowledge, I've never been with someone who is married. Um, but I also think there's a pretty good chance that I have been and haven't been aware of it. Right. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Like I, I think back on some times and then I think back to the situation, like I went to their, like <laughs> I went to his house and like, as I left, I was like, it's kind of like a bigger, nice house, but he was all alone and a lot of stuff seemed pretty dark. And then I was like, I think he's married. <laughs> There's like, somebody else that lives there. Oh, Wait man. a second. Yeah. And then it, it leaves you in a place where, you know, if you were allowing him to cheat on someone, but what if you're not, you're not okay with that? Yeah. You know, you've now made a decision that, you know, he basically lied to you about, you know, not basically, he did lie to you about, right? Right. Potentially. Because I've talked to people and they'll be like, oh, I am married, but they don't know and stuff like that. I'd be like, and I said like, oh, I actually don't want to. Thanks. But I, and they were fine with it. And they right. moved on. But I think because of the amount of people that will say no, some people maybe want to lie. And it's just, it becomes, a, it can become a mess. So like, you just have to be open and like, roll with the punches if someone's not down to do what you want to do. Right. Um, I remember talking to uh, a friend of mine who's polyamorous and they said that cheating is a two-ray road, meaning that you can cheat on someone even if it's a one-night stand, right? If you're going into a one-night stand and they think you're single and they think you're not in a relationship with someone else, that's your partner for the night. And if you have other partners, you're cheating on that partner even (laughs) if it's one night, right? Like you can cheat on people that aren't in a committed relationship. Partner is partner, you know? Um, okay. You ready to move on? Oh yeah, for sure. All right. Let's do boundaries. Boundaries. I love boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries is actually my favorite topic. Oh, to be really? Totally honest. Why mm-hmm. is that? Because it's where you get the hard nose. Okay. Right. So you know where not to go so you can focus more on where you are going to go. Right. It's, um, I mean, it's a stupid way to think about it, but I am all about, um, you know, having the box and staying within that box and you want to be a master in the box, right? I want to be a master within the space that I'm allowed. And I, I honestly, I, I, the way that I kind of conceptualize it is actually comparing it to budgeting, which is kind of weird. Uh, but, now I'm turned off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, people always say that by budgeting, by putting money in categories, it lets you spend money freely because you know now how much you, personal money you have. You can exactly. say exactly. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that, that if the money's in that category, you're allowed to go into that category. And if the money's not, you can't. And it's the same thing, you know, or a similar concept within the bounds of sex. If you have a hard no, you know not to go that way and you know not to spend time trying to get there, mm-hmm. right? So you know where your confines are and then you're free to play within those confines. Oh, yeah. I, I That makes me think about uh, how there are a lot of guys who prefer to not use a condom and there are plenty of guys that that are like always use one and i i genuinely comprehend and i get the notion of not using one and how much more preferable objectively that is but like me if if i'm just with someone that's a hookup like sorry buddy we're doing this this safe no stds for kevin yeah (laughs) that's and that's just something that i'm just like i and i honestly would prefer not to um, and I think that's a pretty genuinely, generally accepted notion that like, you just, you don't want to, but like you do because those are the boundaries. Cause I want to be safe. Right. And so if someone is like, no, I, I won't with one, then my response is then we're not going to do that. 
Right. We can do other things, sure, but like we're not going to do things. We're not, we're not going to have penetrative sex if we're if we're not using a condom. That's right. Just, this is just a I, was, hard I was trying line. to it's, think it's of a, a way to, no. to to say that generally. I was like, I, you know what? Just explicitly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we can be explicit. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is still an explicit episode. Oh, absolutely. We're just it's not about escapades. I was like, how know? do I say this nicely? I was like, yeah, no, times. like, yeah. yeah we'll yeah. still use words. Absolutely. Um, no, my actually, <laughs> my boundaries tend to change depending on the partner I'm with. You know, depending on yeah. what I'm comfortable with. But the one that I have found is a absolute hard no and this this might sound a little bit silly but it is a hard no so for these me. are sam's boundaries this is my n- number one boundary that is true no matter the partner oh i'm, I'm very in- interested <laughs> you're gonna laugh no tickling <laughs> tickling oh i've never even thought about tickling right during i this. hate it i do not want to be t- tickled in a in an intimate setting it takes me out of the moment i get defensive i turtle up like i do i it's not a open and be with me moment it is a the turn I'm on part of your brain away. and the i'm being tickled they part of your totally brain are very different. different yeah and so you know while i have boundaries that i might or hard nose that i might have in specific situations or specific partners um that one is has always been absolute that yep. is just not something i'm interested in yeah are there are, do you have boundaries that you've maybe developed that you didn't think you wanted until something suddenly was happening while you're with someone tickling <laughs> okay that's where that came yeah, from that one came from actually it came uh, from being tickled while you're what, what's interesting actually um when i came up with the, the tickling boundary oh. it was actually my very first time having this conversation it was the person who taught me this rubric yeah um one of their boundaries was tickling and then i came back and was like "Ooh, that's adding that one. to the list adding that to the list i do not like it oh my goodness it just is not comfortable for me do you have any other like, hard uh, well, nose? What came to my mind as, as you were mentioning all of that was when I was with this guy uh, a while ago, he, we didn't talk about doing this at all beforehand at all. We were like in the middle of sex, like we're going at it. And, and he all of a sudden is like, do you want to role play? <laughs> oh, I remember you telling me about this. <laughs> yeah, I think I told you about this. And in my mind, I'm like, no, <laughs> but like, uh, but he's, he's in me. <laughs> Okay. And and, Continue. and so I'm just like, sure. <laughs> and uh so he just kind of started trying to do that and and, and I was just kind of like, yeah, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> and I that's one thing too where like uh I think for some partners I might just have to specifically tell them like, hey, if you want to do role play, like we can talk about that, but don't like spring it on me when we're in the middle of having sex. Right. And luckily for you, right? I mean, what you just explained is a is a reason why you should have this conversation beforehand, mm-hmm. right? Because luckily in your situation here, it sounds like it ended up still being a good experience in those five. It right? wasn't a hardcore role play. Right. But but what if he had, there's that. What if all of a sudden he stopped and pulled out some stuff? <laughs> it was like, here, put this on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. Or what if it was something you were actually really adamantly against, but like you said, you're in the middle of having sex yeah. and now you feel this pressure to say yes and you say yes in a situation where you don't actually want to yeah right? because there is pressure yeah and so again it's important luckily in that situation it ended up all right but there are definitely situations where that would end up poorly because the conversation wasn't had beforehand right right well yeah because it was obvious to me because you know you're having sex with someone and they're getting really into and you can tell how much they're enjoying it and so then all of a sudden when they're like at a peak of that they throw something out like that and so it's obvious that like that's really gonna do it for them right 
So as long as it's not going to make me uh, genuinely uncomfortable, I'm like, whatever works for you. Right. But uh, if I'm going to have to, like, get into character, like, we're going to have to talk about this before we get into it. That's a really good point, actually. And it, uh, to his credit, and actually I should back up and, and edit what I just said. Yes, it would have been better for him to have had that conversation oh, beforehand. Sure, yeah, yeah. But thank God he asked in the moment. Yeah. Right? That's a lot better than just doing oh, it. Oh, that's true. In the moment he did ask me. Right. Um, instead of just all of a sudden role-playing, <laughs> that would have... I don't know. That would have thrown don't you off. I don't know what I would have done. I don't know yeah. how I would have responded to that. It is, it is a constant uh, conversation. Have it beforehand... But then yeah. always have check-ins as you're going yeah. along. And like, I think someone suddenly saying like daddy in the middle of it is one thing, which I'm also myself not into. But like also if that's just what they're doing, whatever. But like all of a sudden springing something like that out of nowhere, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a, that's a hard no for one of my partners. Yeah. Um, she actually has lost her father. And so that is a hard no yeah. for her, right? And so that's a that's a situation where I'm really glad that we had this conversation yeah. beforehand. No, right? exactly. And, and don't get me wrong, like I have daddy issues, but like I guess I just never had the kind of sexual development where the whole daddy thing in the bedroom that's never been a, a, an arousal mm-hmm. for me. Right. All right. Is that boundaries? That's boundaries. Baby. I love boundaries. Boundaries are great. Yeah. All right. Desires. Desires. Or um, some people put this in the category of uh what do you want to co-create Ooh. i love that word and that just co-create. sounds like procreating <laughs> but we love procreation we do okay um, so co-create like like I, I just feel like we're now getting i just feel like we're talking about making love and not just having sex because <laughs> we're co-creating, co-creating an experience together it's an experience this is so beautiful sam <laughs> what would you put in a uh, category of desire do you have some examples or some some things i mean i think desires and i just think like particular soft kinks kind of a thing like desires i'm thinking of like what it is you want to do with someone so Mm -hmm. it is relative to a lot of things like boundaries um but i don't know to me when we say desires i think of the whole the whole spectrum of like the kind of people that you want to be with sexually and then also the kinds of things you want to do with them sexually right so that's what i think of when i think of 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 desires um co-creating you say that term and i i don't know to me that makes me think okay what do i want to do with someone that would be my life partner right but um that's kind of where my mind goes and i think talking about that with someone is important too because that helps set those boundaries or expectations but i think it also not only does that but also adds some fun foreplay (laughs) oh absolutely (laughs) which can be a really healthy and enjoyable thing yeah um, and especially for for the straight people or just the other not male gay people, like that can be a very important thing as well. Don't get me wrong, right. it can be important for men as well, but especially for women, like a lot of the buildup um, and things leading, like if you're going to have penetrative sex, like a lot of things leading to that are actually really important physiologically right. for someone. Yeah, to have the appropriate amount of foreplay and buildup. Yeah, um, and not just jump in. Absolutely. And I think... Um, on the on the topic of like teasing, having desires be a tease. Yeah. It's always I think of desires as like checkpoints, right? Yeah. If you have three desires that you guys have agreed on, then you know these are the things that are going to happen. So if you know what the third one is, but you haven't done the first two, that's a lot of build up to the yeah, third one. Yeah, you got some you know? things to work on. So you've got a lot of things to think about 
going up to that point. And that can be really exciting. Yeah. Um, it also, I think it's important one for partners that are maybe one night stands or partners that are, you know, first time where you can kind of come to an agreement on the things that you like instead of having to guess because yeah. <laughs> the worst is trying to guess. The how, worst what's, ones are you where know. you haven't talked about things yeah. that you like to do and you're just trying to go for it and you just can't figure each other out while you're in the moment. Right. Yeah. I actually, um, I have a friend who was having a one night stand with someone and this was a, the person they were having a one night stand with is someone who has a lot of sex. Sure. She is the, you know, it is like her hobby. Yeah. She actually, and to the point where she said, I actually have a Google doc of the things that I have as wow. hard nose and desires. And he said, she said, do you want it? Do you want to read it before we hook up? And he was like, Hell yeah, oh, because because what guy doesn't want a cheat sheet for right. sex? And so dream she sent it to him, and it had all of this stuff, like exactly what gets her off and what gets her excited and the things that she wants and the things she definitely doesn't want. Yeah. And it was it, they had amazing sex. It ended up being an incredible experience right. because there was no guesswork involved. No, exactly. I, I'm thinking now um, when you're when you're perusing Grinder. Ah uh, <laughs> uh, yes, ah uh, yes. Which, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, on Grinder you don't match with people. You just see all the profiles in your area, and you can just like send likes or start Messages. chatting with them. You just chat them. Yeah, for free. you don't have to match first or anything like that. It's it's very open. But anyway, um, I think about how like a big thing that a lot of people will do, and that I do as well, is just be like, oh, what are you into? And yep. so, you know, you'll list like, oh, I really like these things. And you can save, you can have like pre-saved chats, like messages to send. And so that's one that I have saved is just the things that I'm into. Oh, that's awesome. And, <laughs> and so it just says like, oh, this is what they are. And, right. and, uh, so, cause, because people will ask that they'll just say like, well, sometimes they're boring and I'm not into that. Um, that is a roommate getting home, but you know, whatever. Oh, that's okay. I don't think that Mike will pick them up. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so yeah, they'll be they'll be boring. They'll just be like into. That's literally just what they'll say. It, <laughs> they'll just say, say into. into, and I'll just take a deep breath and be like, "This person's probably not worth it." <laughs> oh, they're a little bit too direct. A little yeah, bit too short. No, exactly. Yeah. but yeah. So I think of that. So like sharing those things, and then when you find common things, then when you do meet with them or when you agree to have sex and stuff, it's so much easier and better. You can go to those things. You can do that, and then it's great. Yeah, and it's also, um, you know, desires is such a cool topic, honestly, because it not only gives you a chance to say what you want, they give a chance to say what they want, but also a chance for you to say no to the things that they want. Yeah. Right? And that's totally okay. Yeah. And it's a lot better than getting into the middle of sex and then them doing something that's a desires of theirs that's a hard no for you. Yeah. I There's someone that I've, I've had... Uh, He's a returning customer, if you will. <laughs> and, um, we, you know, when we shared those things, that was one thing where he's like, oh, I just don't like doing, you know, this, this, and this the first couple of times that I'm with someone. And I'm like, oh, that's absolutely fantastic. And I'm glad I knew that because then I, you know, I could I could shape my box, if you will. Right. And, you can adjust know, your desires. Yeah, I knew where the limits were. And so I could focus on on what, what the desires were that were shared. Right. And it's... um. It's okay. You can obviously say no to anybody for any of the desires. And there's a way to do that respectfully. That isn't like king shaming. Right. But it's really important, I think, if you, especially if you have something that might be a little bit more specific of a kink, to share those beforehand. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, uh, I 
am not in defeat. <laughs> I'm just not. That is another hard no for me. I'm just not. So some people, and there's a lot of people that really are into it, and they'll just ask about it or say something about it. I'll just be like, I don't like that. Yeah, so I don't. It's not I don't have me. a foot thing, but I see the appeal. Yeah, you know, I'm not like, Quarantino. That's you, you but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not Tarantino here. Um, and you know, if that's for you, then then that's great. Go for it. But like, I'm not into it. And it's actually something that like, because a lot of times I'm like, oh, if that's what you want, go for it. Do what you want. If you get to, but like, it's something that like, I actually don't want us either of us to do anything with that at all. It's going right. to turn me off. Yeah. I think that's a great conversation on desires. You ready to move on? Yes. All right. Sexual health. Sexual health. The thing that originally brought me to you in the first place. Yeah. I think that this is like the most foundational aspect of all of it in the first place. Yeah. Um, because it's it has the foundation of safety. Yeah. It's where you need to start from. Um, and I think there are different aspects that I think about with it. Because um, I think of having a healthy relationship with sex in general with yourself and you know having a healthy relationship with how you interact with other people when it comes to sex and then also uh having safe and healthy sex practices right so there's just these different aspects of it and you just have to determine what's right for you and also you just generally have to make sure that like you keep yourself safe because like it's a dangerous world. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I always try to put sexual health after desires. Um, that way you can talk about, you know, what you want to do. You kind of have sort of a pseudo game plan in a yeah. way. And then you go into sexual health of when was the last time you were tested? Mm. Well, the three bullet points that I go over is when was the last time you were tested? Have you ever, have you had any activity or risky behavior since you were tested? Ooh. And then what the agreed on protection for what our desires are for yeah. what we've just decided we want to do yeah and i think that as long as you cover those three topics and you can agree on those things it's going to make the whole experience a lot better i completely agree i think so too um one big thing too that actually is so don't get me wrong grinder gets a lot of flack and it deserves it and <laughs> it'll be a really <laughs> sketchy place and people who are against like uh being open with your sexual life. Like I understand that they have a problem with it, but one really cool thing about it on your profiles, you can put your HIV status in the last time you were tested. You can set it up to have like, give me a reminder to get tested at this time and things like that. And, and it's really important. And some of the mistakes that I've made was that the first while that I ever hooked up with guys and stuff, I just never got tested. And yeah, a lot of that same. was because of how closeted I was, too. And I was also ashamed to, like, go and have to get tested. I also didn't know, like, where exactly do I go? How do I bring that up? How do I approach it? And I also didn't know what kind of costs it might be and things like that. Literally and, same. Yeah. And yeah. then when I finally was tested, like, I actually was nervous. Yeah. And I, I think Oof. back, I'm like, how many guys was I with that I didn't know my status? Right. And, and, oh my goodness. Like, and that's just, it's just sad because there's, it's just, that's not okay. Right. In general, I think that's not okay. Um, yeah. And I, I, you know, get tested regularly. It doesn't need to be after ever partner, especially if you're having these conversations where you know the status of your partner. Yeah. You know, you can put some space between your tests. But um, I think the, I, th I think, maybe don't quote me on this. Maybe just look this up on Google. But I think the general consensus is about every six months. Yeah, you if you're, once a year, if you're sexually active, doctors advise you every three months. Oh, okay. Um, I got so I'm I'm on prep, which is a medication, and it is specifically like marketed towards 
gay men specifically because there's a higher risk historically for HIV, which leads to AIDS. Um, but it's it, it's actually like over 90% effective at preventing uh, receiving HIV. So it's something. So when I was when I was originally going to get on it, um, they obviously have to test you first. And um, that was just and oh, yeah, that's where I was going with this, that every three months you have to get retested again to stay on the medication. So you, oh, you can okay. get enough for every, for three months. Um, and then to keep getting it, you have to get tested again. And then once the test comes back negative, you can get your refills, right. stuff like that. Yeah, I think for... I- I think for legal reasons of this podcast, I would say consult your medical <laughs> care consult provider. Your, yeah, yeah. <laughs> consult your uh, primary care provider. Right. But yeah. I would definitely say um, whether you have had sex or not, get tested. Right. Yeah. If you know you are about to get, te- uh, if you're sorry, if you know you're about to have sex, go get tested first. That way you know what yeah. the process is. That way, if there is a scare or something, you know you don't have to fret as much or worry about where you're going to get tested because you've already gone through the process. Um, there's always a urine sample and a blood sample, just so you know. Uh, but then you can ask your doctor about, hey, when's the next time I should get tested based yeah. off of my sexual activity? What's your recommendation, right? Um, and it's just so much better to know. Oh, absolutely. And, and Sorry. Go ahead. Your partner will be very grateful that you know. Yes. There's never been a time where I've said, oh, yeah, I was tested this time. That I've had this many partners since, and I'm clean. Yeah, and my partner has always been like, awesome. Yeah, when I when I talk with another guy and be like, yeah, tested whenever long ago, and I'm on prep and take it every day, and they tell me the same thing, it's almost like we just want to stop talking and start making out. (laughs) Right. It's like, (laughs) all right, let's let's get going. Um, And I, this does bring to mind too for anyone in the queer community as well, like. It's an, it is good to like find a doctor that you can talk to and be like, Hey, like I am interested in, in getting onto prep or I want to know more mm-hmm. about what that is or things like that. Cause like, it's not weird or awkward or anything to bring up anything sexual health related to your doctor at all. It's just not right. It's literally their job. And, and um, you're not, you're not the only person. <laughs> if they make you feel ashamed or genuinely say something to you like that's, I don't know, just shaming about it. Yeah. Honestly, that's not okay. You should report that shit. But like, you know, yeah. that's something and to they, talk to they your doctor about. You know, like, and, and, and honestly, it, most doctors are really good and they won't. And I found some great doctors right. that are very gay friendly and stuff. And they've been very helpful. And um, <laughs> even this last time I got tested, I decided to get like the full package, man. I was like, right. okay, everything under the sun, I want to get tested for. Um, and, and then I didn't even realize the kind of questions that he would ask next. He was just like, okay, so when you've had sex in the past, like he's asking about like where things have been like in my sexual experiences. So like, like anally, orally and, and otherwise and stuff like that. And I was just like, uh, oh, I didn't even know he needed to ask that. But right. like, because the areas they're going to test and swab and stuff they need to know that they need to test those areas because right. that's where the STD would right. be if it would be there. Um, but yeah, yeah. don't so go get tested. Just, yeah. Do those things. It's great. <laughs> and it, it's, it's, it's made my sex life a lot happier because I, I, I feel safe because yeah. I know I'm safe. Yeah. And then um, on that use protection. Yeah. Use condoms. The yeah. pull out method is not a method. It doesn't work. It's not real. It's not real. It's, and it's a myth. If you ever have a guy 
I'm t- just I'm talking about guys because I'm a guy. If you ever yeah, yeah. have a guy who says some stupid shit about why he can't wear a condom, that's, that's his own lie. personal problem. And and you know, oh, I can't finish with a condom. That that sounds like a really big problem. You should probably right. go see a doctor for that before right. we have sex. No, exactly. Because no. Or like, oh, even even if they're like, oh, I'm allergic to latex. Like, okay, legitimate issue. However, there are plethora of latex fruit because yeah, I have come one prepared, boy. Over, yeah, first of all, come for, I have a box right over there. Um, I specifically bought them that are latex free because I'm not allergic to latex, but I don't know if my partner is and where nice. I'm going to be putting that. I do not want to cause a reaction. Well, right. I want to cause a reaction, but like, but not, not that not reaction. That kind of a reaction. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to cause a rash. I want to cause something else. Okay. So we're kind of running out of time. So let's hit this last point. Yes. Uh, meaning, meaning Let's wrap it all up with meaning. What is the meaning? meaning is it a hookup or is it a relationship? Is yeah. a good way to think about it to, to put it very simply, but Absolutely. it's what do you guys want to get out of this besides yeah. the physical? What's, what's the emotional connection? Are there some commitments to this? Before and again, we were having this conversation beforehand. The last thing you want to do is be cuddling after sex and be like, "So, so should I spend the night? Yeah. yeah, are we having breakfast in the morning? Or I can't wait to see you next week." Yeah, yeah. I have the, all that conversation before. The culture of meaning, especially you mentioned staying overnight. I feel like that's yeah. changed over the decades a lot. Where like before, if you hooked up with someone, just because the way life worked, like you generally stayed overnight. Right. And stuff. But like now, if that's going to happen, like you have to talk about that beforehand. Otherwise, yeah. like, what are you like? You're overstaying your welcome. Like, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, here, we they've already got an Uber on the corner like, for you. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you still doing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, meaning is obviously really important. I mean, it, it, it is an intimate setting where emotions are going to ride high, whether that's good or bad. And we want to make sure it's good. Um, and meaning is a good way to just make sure you're on the same page. Um, meaning is also important because you know, all of these five topics, because they're so explicit, you're, you're, you know, furthering your consent that you've already gotten beforehand and meaning it's just another way to confirm that consent, right? Are we on the same page? Are we agreeing about what this is to each of yeah, us individually? Yeah, like in the bigger picture, what is this experience going to mean and supposed to be for you? Right. <laughs> I'm mentoring Grinder way too much, um, <laughs> but just something else on it that has helped me is the fact that you can spec. and this is from other apps, do have things similar to this too. What are you looking for right. in terms of people match your chat with and so whether you're looking for you you know a relationship or like a lot of people are like oh um actually this was he was just joking about this but it's really funny brayden has this saying mm-hmm. um how did he put it um he says just like i'm down to clown but like i'm looking for basically i'm looking for a relationship but i'm always down to clown yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> searching for a relationship always down to clown yeah and a lot of people are really just like that and so you know which aspect of that are you looking for like some people are like i'm genuinely just looking for a long-term relationship and for me like a lot of times if i'm just looking for no strings attached i'm just like okay well that's not gonna work right and i think um i think it's worth expanding this a little bit because talking about meaning is also important in relationships right yes hey hey honey is this a romantic night or are we getting hot and heavy like what's yeah what's how are we having sex? What's the intention? What's the mood that we're going right. for here? Should I light some candles or should I be playing some music? Like what's the right. setting? Do are we are we gonna are we are we being like naughty or is this like romantic? Like, or is it a role play? Is it, or, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what are we doing? Yeah. yeah. Should I dim the lights? Yeah, like you said, light some candles, or are we just gonna like 
throw everything off the kitchen table. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's because, yeah, even in like your committed relationships, um, times when you're going to like have sex, like can differ in terms of your moods and how you're feeling about it. Like you said, like, is it romantic or are you just going crazy or, or what is it? And so whether it's, it's someone that's just like a, a one-time thing Right. Or a friend with benefits or an actual like romantic partner. Like when you're going into having sex, like what are we feeling with this? Absolutely. Or, or are you, I think you mentioned as well, or we wanted to talk about like, are you wanting to experiment with something new? Yeah. Um, that's always exciting. It is exciting if you talk about it beforehand. If you talk about <laughs> it beforehand. Yeah. If, if you bring it up out of nowhere, we're in the middle of, of the action. You're like, hey, what do you think about this? Like. Like, don't get me wrong. If it came to mind and it didn't come to mind before, you can talk to them about it, but maybe pick a moment when you're not in the thralls and right. so they don't feel pressured to just consent to right. whatever. To whatever want. because of the, the moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, those are our topics. Hopefully, um, you know, hopefully this is helpful because, you know, like we said earlier, this is coming from two guys that have made mistakes or that have had mistakes made to them. And, yeah. um, you know, sex can be an amazing, incredible experience whether that's a one-time hookup or if it's someone with that's you know an eternity partner yeah and uh you know we just want to help other people have the same great experiences that we have been able to get to without making the same mistakes that we've had to make to get there yeah no exactly you should be able to talk like very directly and openly with a potential partner about all these things whether you're being sexy about it or just being plain and like Sam and I have, like we are now and have in the past and will continue to just be able to talk with your with your friends and other people as well about these things so that it's not just, that's a one big issue too, is like when you're just all on your own about everything and you just yeah. shouldn't have to be, you can talk with people about stuff. Amen to that. Yeah. I mean, this is, um, you know, these are ongoing conversations, right? Kevin and I are still very much learning. And um, if anybody listens to this podcast and wants to reach out and talk to us or has questions for us, you know, we'll, we'll do our best to answer. If we don't bring know the answer, on. we'll bring you to someone who does know the yeah. answer. But um, I'll tag Kevin in the post when this episode comes out. That way you know how to reach him as well. Um, but we are, you know, more than happy to help you have these conversations and, and happy to hear your opinions or things that maybe you think we should add in or pillars, you know, or topics of communication that you think we're missing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks everybody. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you, Sam.